There is a revolution happening right now. Artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence. Warning of the dangers of AI. AI has burst into our imagination, our culture, and our daily lives. AI is more dangerous. It has the potential of civilizational destruction. So is your brain under siege by AI and media silently influencing every choice you make? The unsettling truth is that our minds are becoming commodified assets, manipulated without our conscious awareness. Discover the hidden mechanisms of this silent takeover and how to shield yourself. Coming up. I'm Lynette Zhang, Chief Market Analyst at ITM Trading, a full-service physical gold and silver dealer specializing in custom strategies. And let me tell you, I've told you this so many times before, never has this been more important because we are being silently and invisibly manipulated and it's going to get a whole lot worse. I mean, have you ever had this conversation where you're talking about widgets and the next thing you know, you're getting all these ads for widgets? We know. The phone is always listening. It's always tracking where you are and what you're doing and the laptop and, and all of this, uh, all of this, you know, in some ways, very wonderful and convenient gadgets and electronics, but are you going to let them take over your life? And do you even realize that that's happening? Because back in the day, well, let's go back to 1983 when then President Reagan invited Rupert, Rupert Murdoch to come over and formalized perception management. That is managing how you perceive things so that you move forward in a way that supports their goals. I thought this was really applicable because he is, after all, retiring now. The man that was absolutely partly responsible for all the perception management that we've been dealing with since the 80s when that system was formalized. But frankly, AI takes it to a whole new level. AI is artificial intelligence. Look what I came across because frankly, scared the crap out of me. Uh, it's going to make you see the future and understand a wonderful future where we can use brainwaves to fight crime, be more productive, and find love. Let's roll. You're in the zone. Even you can't believe how productive you've been. Your memo is finished, your inbox is under control, and you're feeling sharper than you have in a decade. Sensing your joy, your playlist shifts to your favorite song, sending chills up your spine as the music begins to play. You glance at the program running in the background on your computer screen and notice a now familiar sight that appears whenever you're overloaded with pleasure, your theta brainwave activity decreasing in the temporal regions of your brain. You mentally move the cursor to the left and scroll through your brain data over the past few hours. You can see your stress levels rising as the deadline to finish your memo approached causing a peak in your beta brainwave activity right before an alert popped up, telling you to take a brain break. But what's that unusual change in your brain activity when you're asleep? It started earlier in the month. You send a text message to your doctor with a mental swipe of your cursor. Could you take a quick look at my brain data? 
Anything to worry about? Your mind starts to wander to the new colleague on your team, whom you know you shouldn't be daydreaming about, given the policy against intra-office romance. But you can't help fantasizing just a little. But then you start to worry that your boss will notice your amorous feelings when she checks your brain activity and shift your attention back to the present. You breathe a sigh of relief when the email she sends you later that day congratulates you on your brain metrics from the past quarter, which have earned you another performance bonus. You head home, jamming to the music, with your work-issued brain-sensing earbuds still in. When you arrive at work the next day, a somber cloud has fallen over the office. Along with emails, text messages, and GPS location data, the government has subpoenaed employees' brainwave data from the past year. They have compelling evidence that one of your coworkers has committed massive wire fraud. Now, they're looking for his co-conspirators. You discover they are looking for synchronized brain activity between your coworker and the people he has been working with. While you know you're innocent of any crime, you've been secretly working with him on a new startup venture. Shaking, you remove your earbuds. What do you think? Is it a future you're ready for? You may be surprised to learn that it's a future that has already arrived. Everything in that video that you just saw is based on technology that is already here today. Artificial intelligence has enabled advances in decoding brain activity in ways that we never before thought possible. You've heard a lot about AI over the past few years. Here at Davos, it's been the talk of the hour. But I want to talk about it in a different way, which is the ability to decode brainwave activity. So let's think about this and let's talk about this because what we're really talking about here is the battle for your brain. And it certainly was just not created uh, by government agencies, a lot of private corporations, including one that's now uh, beginning to undergo tests by Elon Musk. So really to implant things or have even easier wearables that you are used to wearing, because when they want to make these transitions, one of the things that they have learned over lots of experimentation is you need to keep things as normal as possible so that you get people to volunteer. If they have to force the issue, you know that there's a change that is most likely not in your best interest and you might go to protect yourself. But if they present it to you as a good thing, you can get bonuses, it can protect you, how convenient it is. All you have to do now is think about it. You don't even have to spend your time typing on a keyboard. You don't even have to spend your time swiping. Your brain can do it all. But that also means that they can control you using your brain. They can nudge you. You have the link to this video if you want to see the whole thing. If you, They can nudge you into doing whatever it is that they want via reward or via punishment. But wearable technology, I mean, people are really used to wearing the watches, you know, the Apple watches, testing for sleep, testing for all these things, wearing the earbuds. 
I mean, it's, it's a pretty normal thing for most people. So how hard would it be to get you just to use what you're already using, but have a little extra something in there that can inspire you to work harder or more. For example, employees at an Amazon warehouse in Carteret, New Jersey, the e-commerce giant has been known to experiment in-house with new technology before selling it worldwide. They, there are a number of companies that are already having you wear surveillance gear to make sure that you don't get tired or you don't have bad thoughts, et cetera, et cetera. They will take this to a whole new level. Are you prepared for that? Because again, I go back to if all of your wealth is held in the fiat system and they want you to do something, if you are absolutely dependent upon your company and they are using surveillance or boss technology that they call it. And every company is using boss technology. So it's not like, well, you can just quit and go someplace else. If this becomes the norm, where do you go and what choices do you have? And that's why it doesn't scare me for me because I'll never comply with it. But my 17-year-old grandson, my 10-year-old grandson, my 15-year-old granddaughter, my 8-year-old granddaughter, they're growing up and this technology is a norm for them or the wearables are a norm for them. So how hard would it be to just have them flip over a little bit, especially if they're rewarded for good behavior or they're incentivized to use this technology? Unfortunately, it'd be pretty easy. I mean, in my generation, we didn't have, you know, pagers were a big thing. And then cell phones were a big thing. We didn't have this technology. So I'm, and people in my generation, as you guys know, we are a lot more used to having more privacy. Today, with all the social media and all the technology, privacy is pretty much gone out the window. But now with this new level, not just of wearables, but embedded technology in you, I mean, I got to ask you, why would you give anybody that level of access and therefore that level of control? So what they're talking about, and this was very shocking to me, cognitive liberty is the human right we need to talk about. And by the way, this article is by the same woman that you saw at the Davos 2023 conference talking about the, uh, the uh, AI. And she's also talking about cognitive liberty. So here, workers in some government controlled factories, and she's referring to China, are reportedly required to wear EEG sensors to monitor their productivity and their emotional states, and they can be sent home based on what their brains reveal. We already know that China has a social scoring system. We already know that they want to dominate and, and do to a large degree every aspect of their citizens' lives. And I'm coming back to that in just a second. Here in the U.S., we are into the second decade of a large-scale federally funded project called Brain Research Through Advancing Innovative Neurotechnologies, or BRAIN for short. 
aimed at revolutionizing our understanding of the human brain. It supports work by private firms, universities, and governments. Always a good thing when everybody gets together and decide, but do they talk to you or me? No, they do not. And the piece that I want to bring up here, because this is my hope, what we saw in China with the COVID lockdowns and the public coming together to protest changed what the government did, okay? That's the power of community. That gave me, I told you at the time, I'm telling you today, that's what gives me hope is this coming together as a community and saying no. Because if every corporation adopts this, then unless you truly are completely self-sufficient and independent, are you gonna have to comply with it? And what does that really mean? for your freedoms, if they can manipulate and maneuver how you perceive things and how you move forward. And they have complete access to your brain and they can tell when you're daydreaming. They can tell when you're doing anything and what those thoughts likely are. Corporations are getting into the act too. Meta, Snap, Microsoft, and Apple are all investing heavily in technology that can track and decode our brains and mental experiences. And like you saw in the first piece with our cell phones, I mean, go into any restaurant you want. And what do you see? You see a whole bunch of people doing this because they're distracted by that rather than the person that's sitting across from them. And again, how many times have you said, gee, I'm really thinking, uh, I might like this widget. And all of a sudden you get bombarded whether you're on your laptop or your computer or your cell phone or wherever you are, you're getting bombarded with all of these ads inspiring you to do what? To purchase, to buy. They are controlling what you're doing without you even realizing it. But what happens when the consumer can no longer consume? That's a different video that I just recently did. If you haven't seen it, you want to go see that as well. But the data these sensors generate are at risk of being commodified just as the rest of our personal data that has been before. A fear that is already materializing. In China, Hangsu Enter Electronic Technology already entered into partnership with other companies to share that data. And surveillance capitalism, our personal data had already been widely commodified and our ability to claw it back largely gone. So that's what happens. When a government wants this innovation, they allow the private corporations to run wild, trample our rights, our privacy, everything else. And then they go in to shut the barn door after all the chickens have left. And you can't really do it then. You can't really do it. It's impossible. Rapid advances in AI and neurotechnology could change our lives for the better or lead us to a more dystopian future where even our brains are hacked and tracked. So all of a sudden you're doing things that are beyond your control and you don't even realize it because some hacker has gotten in and now has control. Although, is it worse if it's somebody, if it's, if it's Meta or any of the other big corporations or the government 
or the central bank. No, stay out of my brain. It's not yours. Anyone who values their ability to private thoughts and ruminations and inner world should care about cognitive liberty. But as with privacy protections in general, trying to restrict the flow of information generated by new technologies is pragmatically impossible. Above all, we must establish the right to cognitive liberty. That is the right to your brain as an update to liberty in the digital age to give us self-determination over our brains and mental and experiences and protect our mental privacy and freedom of thought. Though, what I want to point out to you is she was in that first video that you watched, that was her video that she created, and that she thinks, yes, there's good in all of this technology, but there's also bad and there's also danger. And if we allow it, if we open up and we allow that to happen to us, then we're volunteering everything. We're volunteering our ability to have private thoughts. And you really, really, really have to ask yourself if that is okay with you. Because I can tell you for an absolute fact, it is not okay with me. This is not something that I want to see happen. But look at this, because this is the part that I went, Oh my God, currently nothing in the U.S. Constitution, state and federal laws or international treaties gives us true sovereignty over our own brains. How do you feel about that? Now, who would have even thought about that when they were writing the Constitution? And we have certainly witnessed the Constitution being trampled and more and more and more. You see why I said this takes perception management to a whole new level? Because it's direct. And it will directly impact how you move forward. How can you protect yourself from it? Stop believing the lies. How many times can you be lied to when you do not know the truth? And the answer to that is every single time. So here's a big fat lie. This is the spot gold market that was created to manage how you perceive gold. But this is a contract. It's not this, right? And what do we see? We see a triple top. And we see gold moving down, spot gold moving down when there is a crisis like right now because stock markets are moving down. So do they want you to move into physical gold? Do they want you to hold that? No, no, no. That is beyond what they can control. But this they can control. And so you look at it and go, oh, gold isn't doing anything, or oh my goodness, gold is going down, or something like that. When in reality, it's not. It's just a lie. You'll find a lot more truth in the physical-only market. That's this market, right? PCGS 3000. And you can see what used to be, because I've walked you through this since we had before the breakout and since, this is a very strong breakout 
because demand has surpassed supply, but they got to get you away from this because they can't control this. And when you know the truth that this is real money while they're destroying all of this crap, destroying its purchasing power value, they want you to stay in this. They don't want you to move into this. Be smarter than them. Do your own due diligence. Don't believe them because they have, they do not have your best interests at heart. They have controlling you at heart. The physical market is actually the market that shows you the truth. What are you going to believe? That's up to you. But what I'm asking you to do is see the truth because again, how many times can you be lied to when you do not know the truth? And if you haven't already subscribed, make sure you do. Start your gold and silver journey if you haven't already done it by clicking that Calendly link below and taking some time to talk to one of our gold and silver specialists. Get your strategy in place and get it executed. It's so critically important. They're executing a plan. Can't you see it? And it's a plan of a complete surveillance economy, a complete surveillance society. Oh yes, everything is resetting. But unless you have good money outside of the system, as well as food, water, energy, security, barterability, wealth preservation, community, and shelter, how are you going to say no? Take some time to get to know your neighbors. Take some time to, to find local communities that you can be a part of. Take some time to expand your world globally. Join us on Beyond Gold and Silver Channel. And also even, even more so, come and build the community that you want to see at thriverscommunity.com. Because frankly, we are all in this together. Together, we're more powerful than they are. We have choices now. And one of our choices is to vote with our wallets into good money, gold, and silver. It's critical. It's critical that you have this outside of the system because they're setting everything up inside the system so that you lose all choice. So if you haven't done it already, again, make sure that you subscribe, leave us a comment, give us a thumbs up, share, please share this with everybody that you know. This isn't coming from me. This is coming from the WEF, the World Economic Forum. And they definitely don't have our best interests at heart. So until next we meet, Please be safe out there. Bye-bye.